Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Caleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back. I'm so sorry that I haven't posted in a while. I'm going to be um, posting much more regularly from now on. Um, today, I want to talk about back to school, which is probably the biggest transition for kids in terms of seasonal transitions. And it's very, very layered. Um, there's a number of different um, kind of areas where everybody struggles with back to school and then kids are also excited about it. So it's, it's complicated. It's a little messy. So let's start with this. The biggest layer, the most obvious layer is the seasonal change. You know, days are getting shorter. You live in the north, there's a little more chill in the air. There's an awareness that things are changing and the beautiful summer season is ending. And that's really hard on a lot of us. Um, and we tend to translate that to our kids. So even how we talk about, oh no, there's a red leaf already, oh my gosh. And we sort of give kids the idea that it's this terrible thing that fall is coming. So we kind of have to be aware of that. And some kids are really excited to go back to school. Some kids are really excited about fall, um, but they'll likely be feeling a mix of things. If your child is excited to go back to school, that's great. There's still some things that you need to do to help that transition. Um, and then I'll talk about kids who are struggling in a moment, but just for kids who just are excited to go back and they can't wait, it's nice to make a big deal out of the back to school shopping and you know talk about school and talk about having fun. If your children are already back in school, um, then you need to get ready for what I call the fall crash. So what happens is everybody's excited, everyone's doing well, you're out on time in the morning, you're high-fiving each other, you're on top of everything. And then about two, three, sometimes four weeks in, uh, everybody kind of wakes up with like, oh yeah, this is our life now, summer really is gone. The novelty of being back to school has worn off. Um, and routines start to slip and the reality sets in that there's not a holiday coming for a very long time. And I often see that right around that kind of three, four mark, uh, month mark, um, you're gonna see some regression. You're gonna see a little bit of behavior. It's not usually right at the beginning of school. For many, many kids, it's after they've been back for a month or so. And then it also comes from us because we are sort of, oh, you know, the novelty of being on top of everything has, has worn off and we're starting to slip again and we're back to old, you know, problems and that can actually really complicate things. Um, so, and that's not always the way that it is for every single family, but I do find that that little crash period is definitely a thing that happens. Um, so if you're already back in school, get ready for that probably by the end of September. Um, for those of you who go back after Labor Day, um, I would suggest doing a few really important things right now. Start backing up bedtime slowly. So could even be five minutes, 10 minutes early um, each night over the next few nights. Just kind of slowly getting them back into the routine that they're gonna have to be um, uh, abiding by when school starts. Uh, get them up a little bit earlier unless they're waking up early already. Um, just start having some texture and routine to the day. So almost have, think about having like a schedule if your kids aren't in a, in a day program or a camp, um, you might want to have like a wake up time posted and, 
and then play by yourself time and then um, family activity number one and then a snack and then family activity number two and then lunch and then you can do that for the afternoon and then there's sort of like an after school period and what happens is it gets kids used to the structure and the routine again it's also really helpful because around this time of year they're starting to get a little bit bored if they're still out of school um, they're getting a little antsy um, and that often means that they want structure. Some kids get a, what I call pajama fever or cabin fever where they start to get really antsy if there's not enough going on or if there's not a structure to the day. It also allows you as parents to really um, manage those transitions during the day and, and be front-loading, hey, we're about to go for a family activity, what's the behavior we're looking for, you know, how can I help you so that goes successfully, um, make sure that each part of the day has a little rest hour too. Um, and that the kids have some time on their own. Kids, you know, even if it's 15 minutes, just to read or play or do something quiet. And that's often a nice thing to do later in the afternoon. So that can some that can sort of mimic the routine and the structure that they're going to have to be following when school comes. I'll talk about bedtime in a second. Um, for kids who really don't want to go back to school, or who who are the, you know, if a lot of gladiator children are like this that they. Um, they really have a big reaction to everything. They feel very sad that the summer season is ending. Um, you know, they're missing it. Uh, they're really anxious and apprehensive about what's going to happen in September. You know, if they're the kind of child that does really well if they have a great teacher, but really, really struggles if they have a teacher that they don't, that's not a great fit, um, or you know, even has behavioral issues or had a bad year last year, you're going to see a lot of anxiety ramping up. Um, and, and here's where it's layered because for us as parents, we're also sad that the summer is ending. Um, it, you know, in many ways, it's, things are lighter, schedules are easier, things are a little bit more fluid, um, and you're back to the driving and the practices and the flute lessons and the, you know, whatever it is that your kids are doing. Um, and that sort of precious uh, free time, although there's not a lot of it in the summer, there's often more uh, than there is during the year. And for us as parents, that's really hard. We, we feel that change as well. We feel that transition as well. Um, and so our kids often are feeling very nervous. Am I going to, you know, my friend's gonna still like me after the summer. Uh, am I gonna get a teacher that I like? Is, is it gonna be too hard, whatever grade I'm going into? Um, and there's a lot of worrying and that usually starts around now. Um, sometimes parents, if your kids are little, um, they kind of don't talk about summer ending because they don't want to upset their children or they don't want to make a big deal or you know, summer's so short and so precious they don't want to shorten it by talking about it coming a month before. Um, but it can actually come really quickly for kids and they're not picking up necessarily on all the cues that we are that this season is coming to an end. And some of them go into shock like, what? I didn't know I had school in a week, you didn't tell me. So it actually is, especially with anxious kids, it actually is, you don't have to talk about it and drone on about it all the time, but you do want to make sure that they are aware school is coming in two weeks or we've got one more week or we've got three more nights whatever it is one thing I do suggest is that families have some kind of ritual so maybe on the last night of the summer maybe an outdoor you know if you have an outdoor campfire or you can um, uh, you know gather in the living room and everybody sits around and, and um, shares you know some some highlights of the summer some things that were really special you know goes over some of the family jokes or some fun things that happened over the summer just to um, Kids love ceremonies and they really do help with transitions. They really do add closure. Sometimes it can make kids sad, but that's okay. Sad is not a bad thing. Sad is okay. Um, we have to learn how to be sad and how to do sad. Um, sad can be very clearing. It can help kids feel better. It can kind of get it out so they're ready to move on to the next stage. Um, and we have to be really aware of this because if we're, <laughs> we're upset about summer ending and we don't want to talk about it, 
and we get agitated every time um, we think about it, then that message is going to be passed along to the kids. So it's really important to honor the summer and talk about the fun that you had and be, um, you know, if your kids are sad about it, just mirror. I get it. It's so fun and we just wish that it would last forever and don't quick, don't move in too quickly to, oh, but there's lots of things to look forward to and you're going to see your friends and like, don't, don't pull them along through that too quickly if they want to just sit with being sad a little bit. They'll give you the clue. They'll say, well, what do you think? Or do you think my friends will still, you know, will be happy to see me? Or do you think I'll get a nice teacher? They'll, they'll cue you when it's time to move on to the part of the conversation where you problem solve a little bit. Um, but you want to use their rhythm. You want to use their energy to do that. Don't try to convince them all the time that it's going to be better. Um, and if your child is really, really anxious about school, you know, they're having trouble sleeping. It's not unusual for kids to really have difficulty sleeping a couple of weeks before, certainly a few nights before. Almost every child has trouble sleeping the night before. Um, so you want to have a nice bedtime routine, a nice story. You want to you know, be prepared to put in a little bit of extra time when it's the night before school. Many, many children cannot sleep. Um, I'll remind you, I can't remember if I did a podcast on this, but I think it's on my website. Morning windows is a great thing to establish early on. Um, and I think I did do a podcast on it, but very quickly, and if you want to check, it's in the book or you can find it online at connectedparenting.com. It's when you divide the morning up into four sections and you can even make a, like a little, um, a little cardboard thing where you kind of have two pieces of cardboard together with little shutters and then you open it and inside it says, you know, personal time and then it says getting dressed and then it says go for breakfast and then it says get out the door and each window is about 15 or 20 minutes. You alert your child, they get to open the window when it's time um, and then you leave them alone, you don't bug them and then three minutes before the window closes, you come in and you say hey the window's closing soon, how can I help you and it's just a way to have a calmer morning, a more structured morning. It really works. So many families just swear by that. It's, it's a really really lovely way and it's a great time to establish that routine before school even starts. So remember to do lots of mirroring. Um, for kids who just got back to school, uh, be ready for that uh, little crash that happens. Um, for the kids who are about to go in a week or two, um, start talking about it now. Have a nice ceremony that uh, marks the end of summer. Really brush up on your mirroring. Uh, be prepared to just kind of sit with them and talk to them and not talk them out of their issues. Just, just sit with them where they are and they'll give you a clue when it's time to move on. Uh, watch your own kind of um, energy and conversation about back to school and if there's lots of grumbling and eye rolling and, and distress then your children are going to pick up on that. Um, and it's okay to have that but you want to balance that out with you know what it's part of life and um, there's lots of good things that happen during the year and let's think back to some of the fun things that happened over the year last year um, reminding children that feelings are not bad things they are good things they're our, our emotional guidance system that tells us when um, we need to pay attention to being our best self so I think that's just about everything you need to know the morning windows very important to do that backing up the bedtime also very important to do that uh, so that probably three to four nights before they start school, they're going to bed at the time where they need to. Um, and I think that should do it. So happy back to school. Hi, I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.